everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. I hope you're doing well. We're off to a great start with this episode, that's for sure, because I've got a relatively new friend of mine, but a definitely an old hand when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being a real estate investor, and that is Mr. Alfonso Quadra. If you're not familiar with Alfonso, you should be. This guy's all over the place. He's made a splash in many, many different industries, and, and most recently, he's one of the, the famous frontline speakers with Keyspire, so uh, McGilvery and company. Alfonso has helped them out a lot, and he's a very, very successful real estate entrepreneur in his own right. He's been doing this for over 20 years, plus a variety of different businesses as well. He's inspired tons of people. He's written books. He's published magazines. He does interviews. And hell, I think you even got your own TV show or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, Alfonso. So you're a busy guy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you for having me, Dave. But I'm going to say one thing. Thank you for saying my name correctly. My last name, Cuadra. <laughs> yeah. El Señor Don Alfonso Cuadra. Yeah. I appreciate that. It, it, it must come from your, your background. You did live in Costa Rica and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure, my friend. So, hey, you know what? Things are on the up and up and up and up with your life right now, but it hasn't always been that way. You've got a very, very inspirational rags to riches story. And I think it'll give a lot of us a, a good, well, inspiration plus a good kick in the pants because quite frankly i think a lot of us especially canadians were just too fat and comfortable so tell us a little <laughs> bit about your background where you came from and how you got into all this stuff man yeah thanks you know a while back so i'll just start at the very beginning I'm, i was a refugee i came to canada as a refugee landing refugee in 1986 from a war-torn country el salvador and as a result had some issues in school, ended up having trouble at school, dropping out of school at 15 years old, leaving home as well, yeah. and being homeless at 15, panhandling for change, had extremely dark, dark moments, just like a lot of people had. I mean, my dark moments are my dark moments, but you yourself, Dave, you probably had some dark moments as well in your life where you said, you know, why me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a life-changing moment at 17. When my daughter was born, I became a father, wow. changed my perspective, gave me a why, gave me a reason, gave me a purpose. And I always tell people, purpose powerful enough will make you unstoppable. And at 17 years old, I started a, a business from my locker in high school. I always have to highlight that it was a legal business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because some some locker locker businesses I remember weren't all that legal. So just to back up, because you dropped out of school when you were 15. Yeah. Then your daughter was born when you were 17. Is that why you got back into school? Is that why you went back? Yes. To so, yes. So I, I uh, returned to school and, you know, like everybody else, I got a, a job, right? And $5 an hour was the minimum wage at, at that time. And it just wasn't going to cut it for a small family. You know, I, I had a young, I was a father, basically. And so I started selling jeans and t-shirts for my locker in high school. And that business ended up turning up to be a good business, Canada-wide by the time I was 20, and, you know, in the millions, you know, by the time I was 21, and I learned a lot about business. One thing I learned is that I'm extremely vulnerable as a business owner. 
you are subject to the economy, what people feel like, uh, new new products, new new ways of delivering the product. Uh, you got to be it. Yeah, yeah. And so this is where I started in real estate about 21 years ago. I needed something that was indestructible, right? And what I chose is multifamily. And I've never looked back since. It became my full-time gig. <laughs> well, okay, dude. So there you are. You're 21 years old. You're rocking and rolling. You've got, you got a very young family this time, but you're a successful young guy. I can imagine a lot of that going to a guy's head. At yes. least it sure as hell would have happened to me, that's for sure. Yeah, so I'm leaving little bits of the story because I'm not sure how much time we have here, but I almost ended up losing everything. Wow. And, you know, going from nothing to, you know, now having this successful lifestyle of money, I was very much a consumer. Mm. I was not an investor. I was buying cars and jewelry and spending my money on a lot of dumb stuff. And, you know, I almost lost everything. And when I realized, you know, that I was a consumer, I read books, started reading books, and I started educating myself on what it really meant to be wealthy, not rich, but wealthy. This is where I started in, in the real estate. Nice. So did you start right out of the gate into multifamily investing or what was your first property? My first income property. So I started with like everybody else, you know, with the onesies and the twosies, you know, thinking that that's all I could afford. Quickly found out that that's not a real investment. You know, so I, my first income property was a duplex that I converted into a triplex. And I was able to leverage that a few times, do a refi within the same month. And uh, my first year I ended up with 10 properties. Wow. And I've never looked back since. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very nice. All right. So then you made the switch and you started focusing on larger multifamily properties. And that's how you and I first met was through our yes. our mutual yeah. friend and acquaintance, Mr. Ken Beaton. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm into apartment buildings now. Like, I mean, people don't start off in apartment buildings. What I discovered quickly is, you know, I would buy, you know, the second I would buy a five or a seven unit building, I would think like, wait a minute. This is the exact same work as this triplex. Actually, this triplex is more of a pain in the behind than this seven unit. And so then I said, okay, let me buy between seven and tens. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I bought the 10 to 13 units, I remember thinking like, whoa, this is this exact same work as this three unit or this seven unit. So I started to buy tens and thirteens and sixteens and 20s and 30 units and 36 units and 50 units and, and so on. Nice, 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 nice. And I think you just bought a whole bunch of Ken's doors, if I'm not mistaken. I've, uh, yeah. I recognize a few of those ones that I saw on Facebook. I'm going, hey, I know that building. Yeah, congratulations. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you, sir. Yeah, okay. So, Alfonso, and then tell me a little bit about how did you, how did you come across Keyspire, Scott McGillivray, that whole gang. How did you get involved in that? Oh, you know, that's pretty cool. I was doing for 14 years now, I've been uh, educating people on real estate. And one day, you know, I got a phone call and they said, you know what? Uh, we heard what you're doing. Would you want to, you know, come in and teach for us? Mm -hmm. And at first I said, well, you know, I have my own thing. But then when I discovered what they have, I mean, the biggest investment community across Canada, almost 2,000 advanced students across Canada is just incredible. And I thought, you know, if, if my mission is to help as many people as possible, I know that for sure I can help more people, you know, being involved with Keyspire than, than anywhere else. Very cool. 
So Alfonso, <laughs> I, I think you already answered it. Looking back, if you could do anything different, you'd probably just get into those bigger deals faster, if, if I read between the lines yeah, there. Yeah, well, I would have leveled up. Sometimes, you know, if and so the question is, you know, if I could go back, what would I do differently, right? And so <laughs> what I would do is level up as fast as possible because I, I spend a lot of time, you know, having to undo, you know, I would buy the twosies and the threesies and the, and the foursies. And then by the time I get to the tens, the seven and the tens, and I was like, oh, no, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then I start liquidating all that stuff and then to get into bigger deals. And then I got into the bigger deals and I started to liquidate the sevens and the tens. And so, you know, I would level up definitely. What happens is we make decisions based on where we are, yeah. right? And you need to determine exactly where you're going. So start with the end in mind and establish, you know, what does that look like for you and operate as if you already have that today. And so if I would have done that, if I could have had a bigger vision for myself, I would have started, I would have leveled up. I would have started with, you know, 10 units and above. And so well, the thing that most people make is they live within their own capabilities and their own money and and so they they don't truly expand they, they're just stuck in this you know what's comfortable well i i agree with you but also i mean you only know what you know at the moment right so it, yeah. always 2020 hindsight it's a lot easier yeah. but now that you've been you've been in the education business for a long time and i know you've worked with lots of people what do you think is the biggest mental block that we have that just you know it seems like when we're younger we're more willing to take that risk we're more willing to jump in with both feet we're more willing to do that but i know you've got a a ton of middle-aged students how do you help those people break that that comfort zone wall down and and start thinking really big Right. That must, it's a challenge. Well, I've seen that. well, it starts at the very beginning. The goal for a lot of people is to be comfortable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's your biggest mistake right there. Right. Because you can't grow. Like if you don't take risks, you can't grow. And if you can't grow, you're not going to be fulfilled. And if you don't have life fulfillment, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then why are we here? And so at the end of the day, people get into their own ways. Not, not only do they, they get stuck in their own ways, but they get in their own way. Yeah. And so your biggest obstacle will always be you, plain and simple. And so we tend to, I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, how many copies of that book sold, you know? I don't even know. Way over 20 million. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. I mean, anybody you come across, oh, I read that book. Yeah. Right. Actually, me, I have yeah. a book right here. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, one of the, you know, one of the, the books that I read at the very beginning. Dave, show me which is the page that says to buy your own personal residence as an investment. It's not in here. Not in there. No. Nope, People skip that part and make that very first mistake. And so because we're programmed as kids in, in the education system, we're programmed to make all these investments that are just, you know, they might be good investments for the for everybody else. But if as an investor, these are all consumer based decisions that people are making, like mutual funds, your own personal residence. Everybody played Monopoly. Nowhere in Monopoly does it say buy your own house, right? Our parents, our parents told us, you know, don't rent, buy because you're making the landlord rich. 
the message should have been don't rent become the landlord right right and so or better yet buy the apartment building and live in the damn thing and have everybody else pay for your yeah and so you know people have these ideas and so it's very difficult to break down all this programming that has been happening since you were in grade two yeah right and so and by the way some people can break through some people start to get it Right. And those are the people that are, you know, you see them like five, six years down the, the road and they're, they're owning, you know, multi units and they've created freedom for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Very, very well put. So, I mean, again, and so us getting in our own way is, is a big mistake people make or a big challenge that they have to overcome. Thinking too small, another big challenge that people have to overcome. What are some of the other big things that get in people's way when it comes to becoming successful real estate investors? Because again, I know you've been around the game for a long time. Yeah. You see so, people come in, some yeah. some rock and roll with the same education, others completely yeah. founder. What is, what's the difference? Biggest mistake that people make that I see from my perspective is they don't promote enough. Plain and simple. Okay. You can have the best business in the world, the best property, but if people don't know that you're doing it, it's useless. And so People do business with people they know. And I always tell a lot of my students or, or people that I'm mentoring or, or anybody, you know, you have to get out there. You have to market. You have to invest in yourself. You know, people's business cards and the way they present deals, everything's done on the cheap. Everything's done based on where they are and where, the, you know, the budgets that they have. Mm-hmm. But if, if they were to realize, you know what, I want to go over here, right? If I want to go over here, I need to operate in that way today. And so the marketing, the investing in really nice business cards, really great websites, all those marketing materials, those are all things that people don't do. And they wait for five years because everybody's saying, well, you know, when I make it, then I'll start letting people know. No, that's not how it works. You know, you got to let people know today and then you'll make it. Very good. So for somebody who's kind of saying, okay, well, that sounds good. What are the first steps you would suggest to somebody to, you know, somebody, because again, what I find, Alfonso, you probably see this as well, is a lot of new real estate entrepreneurs, they're coming from J-O-B background where they've been a, a clog in the machine. They've been an employee all of their adult lives. That's all they know. Now we're bringing, we're bringing them out, kicking and screaming becoming a, an entrepreneur, a real estate entrepreneur, but they aren't really geared up for it. So what's, or they don't have the background. So where would you suggest people start when it comes to marketing and getting the word out about themselves if they don't have a clue, if they haven't done that kind of stuff before? I had a mentor one time share something really powerful that I've never forgotten all these years. And he said, the most valuable real estate is not in your portfolio, Alfonso. The most valuable piece of real estate is actually on the stage. From the stage, people have inspired people to go to war. From the stage, people have stopped wars. From the stage, people have created visions that we are living today. You know, if you can master the stage, you will always get the business, right? So the very first piece of advice that I tell anyone, find a niche and become an expert at that niche and go. I mean, you have no idea how many investment clubs there is out there get out there and start talking, start sharing, start teaching, start giving. And as a result, 
you will attract people into your business. Very, very well said. And now it's better than ever because not only do you have all those those real stages you can talk from, but you've got these kind of things as well. You can yeah, podcast. Yeah. It, it's incredible. Stuff. It's incredible the the leverage that we have, the ability to gain an audience quickly, right? And be everywhere. You know, people people said to me, Alfonso, why did you go on TikTok? Right? Well, guess what? I'm the only real estate guy on TikTok and I'm getting massive amounts of audience and views because I'm the first one there. Well, you got some pretty slick moves too. That might be it too. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell TikTok was until I saw you popping up doing your yeah, you know, day yeah. dance or some damn thing. So, so people, people always ask me, Alfonso, where should I market? And my answer is always everywhere. Yeah. You know, write a book. The second you have a book, you have a website, you're speaking in front of audiences, you are now an expert, right? And yeah. so if you can master that one part, it's going to be easy to funnel people into your business. And so, as you know, you can only go so far with your own money, with your own time and your own credit. You do need other people's money, other people's credit, other people's time. And the only way to get that quickly is to start becoming an expert now. So Alfonso, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to, I'm going to make a guess here. And my guess is that you've never been a shy guy. Would that be would I would I be fair in saying that? <laughs> you know what? I was never a shy guy, but I did have you know problems speaking in English in public. Right? I come from Latin America. My brain sometimes is thinking in two different languages. Mm -hmm. So I was very self conscious. You know, first of all, what if I I miss say a word or or something? You know, like you know, maybe people will find out I'm having I'm not educated or whatnot. All those things are about me. Hmm. The message is what matters and how people feel about your message and what they can do about what you're saying. And so once I got out of my own head, I was able to communicate, engage with people and actually be of service to them. Nice. And so yeah, that, that is such a powerful concept, right? Because that holds so many of us back because we're so worried about how we look, how we sound, what other people are going to think about us. We're not thinking about how we're serving the other person. Yeah. What the hell yeah. we have to say. Yeah. That's and so we're, it's, it's very self-centered, right? Like yeah. what are people going to think about me? You know, I've done TikTok videos that have like 9,000 views where I'm doing things that are silly, but you know what? As a result, I had one person actually two months ago start, you know, consuming everything that I had online, wow. then reached out to me and said, we want to become a joint venture partner with you. We have about $500,000 to invest. And so it pays to be yourself. It pays to be authentic. It pays to be out there. It pays to be, you know, serving and creating content like this podcast, like this, this is a big commitment that you have. I mean, you, you need to have guests on a weekly basis. You know, it needs to be engaging. You have to do your research before you bring on somebody here that is speaking out of line or, or giving advice that it doesn't serve people. That's a big commitment. But as a result, you have attracted thousands and thousands of people to you. And so that's exactly how it's done. Anybody can do this. Yeah, very good. Very well said. All right, my friend, time flies when we're having fun. We'll have to come back and do part two of this at some point in the future. We're done. We are, man. <laughs> we are done. Time flies. So if people want to find out more about Alfonso Cuadra, what should they do? They can go to alfonsocuadra.com 
or go to Google, Alfonso Cuadra, I'm on everything. You can go to my TikTok, my Instagram, my Facebook, my everything, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. Perfect. Awesome. Check it out. And thank you very much for tuning in. And thanks, Alfonso, for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care, everybody. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.